0: When you're a kid, there's no better season than summer. No school, long days playing outside, and hopefully lots more time with friends. But when you're a runner, summer can be a bit of a bummer. Every run feels harder and your speed seems to evaporate instantly, unlike the massive amount of sweat dripping into your eyes and staining your clothes. The good news is that all your sweaty work this summer will pay off with faster times in the fall. Your body will learn to cool off quicker and more efficiently bring blood and nutrients to your muscles, which will make faster running easier when the weather cools off. So how do you get through those hot runs and races to get those incredible advantages we're hoping for? I'll explore how. Welcome to The Planted Runner. I'm Coach Claire Bartholik, and my mission is to help you improve your running, your mindset, and your life with science backed training and plant based nutrition. In this episode, you'll learn the science of what is happening when you run in the heat, how you can effectively manage hot runs and keep up your training, and exactly what to do to prepare for a hot race day. This episode will give you everything you need for your hot and sweaty runs this summer. But if you need more help, you can order my book, The Planted Runner, Running Your Best with Plant-Based Nutrition, wherever you get your books or request a copy from your local library. And if you'd like help directly from me, you can check out my freebies, personal coaching, and sign up for my PR team at theplantedrunner.com link. Don't forget to stay tuned all the way to the end of the episode for another mental strength minute. Fortify your mind in 60 seconds or less. Now let's get into the science of running in the heat. Heat and humidity impact performance both in the short term and the long term. As you begin to run in the warm weather, the ambient temperature starts to heat you up in addition to the heat you're creating from running. Add in direct sunshine, radiating heat on your skin, and you've got a trifecta of heat generation. Soon your overall body temperature will start to rise. Just like when you run a fever, the higher your core body temperature, the worse you're gonna feel. In an attempt to cool you down, your heated blood is diverted to the skin and you start to sweat. The sweat itself doesn't really cool you down. It's only when it evaporates that you start to feel cool. If it's so humid that the evaporation process can't happen, no amount of sweating will be much help in cooling you down. While the blood is being rerouted to your skin, less blood is available to transport oxygen to the working muscles. Less oxygen means you can't run as fast or as hard. If you're trying to speed up like in a race, it will take a considerable amount of effort. And of course, with all that sweat leaving the body, you run the risk of dehydration, which compounds your issues. Because it affects your ability to cool yourself down, so your core temperature simply gets hotter and hotter, further slowing you down and potentially putting you in danger of heat exhaustion or heat stroke. But it's not just this run that's impacted by the heat. A single run in hot and humid conditions can impair recovery, leading to diminished performance on your next few runs. Let's look at why this is. After a hot run, your body will prioritize cooling itself and restoring hydration levels rather than delivering nutrients to your muscles. When the muscles can't get the nutrients they need to repair the damage caused by the workout, recovery is slower and you may not be fully prepared for your next hard workout like you normally would be. Okay, so now we know why running in the heat is so tough. So what do we do about it? The first strategy is do your best to avoid it. That could mean treadmill runs in the air conditioning, or it could mean timing your runs to avoid the brutal heat of the day. Choosing a shady route or getting into the woods for a trail run can help as well because you're removing one source of heat, the radiant heat created from the sun on your skin. But avoiding all hot runs is just not practical or even desirable for most runners. Adapting to the heat is not only possible, but it can create positive changes in your body that will help make you faster in the fall. the most important thing you can do when running in the heat is slow down your paces. It's a scientific fact that even the most heat acclimatized runner will suffer performance losses in hot conditions. In order to stay true to the goals of each of your runs, you will need to slow down. Those training paces that your coach wrote for you assume that you're running in perfectly cool temperatures on a flat surface with zero wind and with the star's perfectly aligned to your zodiac sign. If that's not what the day gave you, it's time to adjust. Easy runs should be easy, even in the heat. Hard workouts should remain challenging, but doable, not all-out efforts that come close to killing you. (laughs) This could mean you'll need to slow down your paces 20, 30 seconds per mile, or even more, just to get the same effect. Speaking of workouts, you do not want to jump into a fast-paced workout the very first hot day you get. It's better to begin the process of heat acclimatization over a couple of weeks with a few hot easy runs first. If that goes well, you can then add in some hot workouts. Your next line of defense is proper hydration, but what does that even mean? I wish I could just tell you an exact amount to drink on a hot day, but each runner's sweat rate is dramatically different. How do you find out your unique sweat rate? Here's a simple test. Weigh yourself naked before and after a hot run and subtract the amount of fluid you took in. That'll give you a rough idea of how much fluid you lose on a run. Now you don't have to replace all of what you sweat out during the run itself, and that would lead to a lot of sloshing tummies. What you don't wanna do is lose more than about two and a half percent of your body weight during a run. For a 150 pound runner, that's about 3.75 pounds or 60 ounces of fluid. That does not mean that you should not hydrate at all if you lose less than that, however. Training your body to drink on the run will not only help you feel better and perform better, but it's something that you need to practice before race day. My favorite way to think about it is to give yourself every chance to run your best, especially on harder runs. The more successful your most challenging runs are, the more effective your training is. So that means fuel well, sleep well, hydrate well, so you can run your best. There are lots of ways to purposely make running harder by fasting, underhydrating, and overstressing. But if you do that all the time, you are training your body to survive, not to thrive. Now back to hydration. A great way to minimize hydration losses is to be sure that you are prehydrating yourself the day before you run and adding in a little extra sodium to your diet to increase water retention. Now, that might sound strange to recommend sodium and water retention, and it's not right for all runners, but for many healthy runners, it can make a big difference. If you are on a low-sodium diet for medical reasons, be sure to check with your doctor before increasing your sodium intake. Training in the heat is one thing, but what about racing in the heat? How can you maximize your performance on a hot race day? I'll go over that in just a minute. Women's Running Stories, where we explore the intersection between running and life. Because every woman who is committed to a running journey has a story to tell, and this is where you'll find those stories. I am host and producer Sheree Louise Turner, I'm a 53-year-old runner, and together with original music by musician and runner Cormac O'Regan, we bring these inspirational stories to life. Please join us to fuel your adventures. Sports stars. They're like superheroes. But they're actually real. Which is why we've made a podcast about them. You see... But first, I wanted to let you know that I have been chosen as the official coach for the Oktoberfest Half Marathon September 30th, 2023, here in beautiful Asheville, North Carolina. Come run along the French Broad River as the trees change color and enjoy a tasty craft brew after the race. I've created an exclusive 12-week half marathon training plan specifically for the Oktoberfest half marathon, which you can add to your cart with your registration. It includes everything you need to run your best race, including mileage, strength training, and of course, my best mental strength lessons. They've also created a private Facebook group for the event where you can get support and join a community of runners ready to don their lederhosen this fall. This race is expected to sell out and training starts July 9th, so sign up today at OktoberfestHalfMarathon.com. That's Oktoberfest with a K, HalfMarathon.com. Before I get back to the conversation, I want to talk about a massive problem that I see with runners everywhere, and especially plant-based runners. You know that I'm the first to tell you that you can absolutely get everything you need from a plant-based diet as an endurance runner, but most runners are struggling. With our busy lives and time-consuming training schedules, making sure that you get enough to fuel your training and making sure that it's actually optimal for your health and performance is a real challenge. So that's why I tell all my athletes to make nutrition simpler and get Nurify Plus by Prevenex. In less than a minute, you can mix their superior quality protein shake up with just water in a shaker bottle and it actually tastes delicious. That is not the case with other plant-based powders I've tried. You can enjoy nurify right after a workout, knowing you are getting everything you need for muscle repair with none of the junk that you're gonna get in one of the lower quality powders. Another cool way to use it is to mix up a couple of scoops with water or warm plant-based milk right before bed. Studies have shown that taking 20 to 30 grams of protein right before bed is the optimal time for protein synthesis and muscle repair that we all need. Look, this is the only product that I'm working with, and that's for a very good reason. I believe in PreveneX quality, their mission, and I use NeuroFi Plus myself. And I'm not the only one. Lindsay Hine of All Have Another, Jason Fitzgerald of Strength Running, Whitney Hines of the Mother Runners, Elite Athlete, Emily Enfeld, and so many others in the running world are passionate about PreveneX too. If you're ready to simplify your nutrition and optimize your fueling, you can try NeuroFi for 15% off the regular price with my code PR15. That's PR15 at Prevenix.com. There's nothing quite like training for weeks and months for a big race, only to open your weather app the week before and learn that it's gonna be hot and humid. So what can you do to maximize performance on a hot day? Well, the first step would be try to avoid it in the first place. When choosing races, aim to find those that have a low chance of hot weather if this is a big, important race for you. Or if the heat can't be avoided, consider switching to shorter events like the 5K instead of the marathon during the summer. But of course, sometimes we just get bad luck and the weather is not going to cooperate. What now? Hopefully you've had a chance to have at least two weeks of hot weather running before race day so your body becomes more efficient at running in the heat. Now, being more efficient doesn't mean you will magically be just as good in the heat as you are in a cool day, but it will take longer for the heat to catch up with you and slow you down. If you don't have the chance to acclimate before the big day, there are a few techniques that you can try that might help. And the reason I say might is that there really are no guarantees when it comes to the heat. One common trick is to wear extra layer of clothes on your runs in cool conditions when you are expecting a hot race day. This will certainly stimulate some adaptations, but I can promise you it's not going to be super enjoyable. Some athletes use saunas and hot tubs in the two weeks before a hot race. Elite athletes have been known to run on a treadmill inside a hot sauna to recreate hot race conditions. Personally, I would take sitting in a hot tub over a sauna session on the treadmill, but I hope that I don't have to warn you that this could be a very rough session if you try it. Like all things running, these techniques vary in degrees of success from one runner to the next. Anecdotally, some runners find these tough heat sessions actually impair race day performance, so be careful going overboard with a new technique in the critical weeks before your race. On race day, there are several steps that can help slow the overheating process. Nothing can eliminate the heat's effects completely, but here are a few things you can do to push that point further down the road. The first is pre-cooling before a race. The goal is to slightly lower your core body temperature before you start running, which will extend the amount of time you can run hard before overheating. Research has shown that pre-cooling can significantly improve performance in hot and human conditions by as much as 16%. So how do you do it? You can purchase a specific pre-cooling vest that you would wear for 10 to 20 minutes before the race or during the warm-up. That is certainly a simple option, but not everyone will have access to a fancy frozen vest. Other options are a quick ice bath, drinking a frozen slushy, or having a popsicle or using some frozen washcloths on your skin. Obviously, these choices are logistically more difficult to pull off in a big city race where you're staying in a hotel room, but even drinking some ice water or using cold compresses will help. Of course, don't do anything on race day that you have not practiced many, many, many times before and don't do something extreme enough to give you frostbite or freezer burn. I hate that I have to even mention this, but we all know runners that take good advice to the extremes. What you wear on race day also makes a difference. Coat yourself in sunscreen and be sure you are dressed in light-colored clothing, sunglasses, and a hat or a visor. I personally prefer a visor as it lets heat escape from my head, but others may prefer the sun protection of a full hat. Once the gun goes off, racing smart in the heat is your best strategy. What does racing smart mean? Lower your expectations and slow down far more than you would in normal conditions. Given enough heat and enough time, you will slow down everyone slows down no matter how heat adapted they are. Please accept this fact. It is far better to be in control as long as possible instead of racing as if the heat won't catch you. It will. But if you start conservatively, you'll have a lot better chance of it catching up to you after you cross the finish line instead of before. It's important to note that as runners, we are used to pushing ourselves harder than most people. We train ourselves to push through hard times and discover what we're capable of. But overdoing it in the heat can be dangerous and downright deadly. So there are a few signs to watch out for. If you begin to feel chills and have goosebumps on your skin, stop running immediately. This is a sign of heat exhaustion, which could lead to heat stroke. You can walk as long as no further symptoms develop, such as dizziness, confusion, nausea, headache, or vomiting. Hydrate with water or a sports drink and try to get in the shade. Heat stroke is a medical emergency and it's characterized with some similar symptoms, but instead of cool, clammy skin, you are red, hot, and dry, and your body temperature is very hot. You are likely to become very dizzy and confused, and you may pass out. If you or another runner is experiencing these symptoms, forget about the race and get help immediately. Running hard in the heat is one of the toughest challenges for any runner. The most important thing you can do is respect the heat, prepare carefully for the conditions, and adjust your expectations of success. The good news is that once cooler temperatures return in the fall, your hard work in the heat should pay off with faster times with less effort. And now it's time for the Mental Strength Minute. Fortify your mind in 60 seconds or less. Today's topic is Chase Your PR for Joy. Most runners race to get faster and improve their personal record or personal best. It's a fantastic feeling when all your hard work pays off in real numbers on the clock to prove to yourself that, yes, you are getting fitter and faster. But what about chasing PRs for joy? Not every race is going to be faster than the last if you run long enough, but that doesn't mean they can't be fulfilling and rewarding if you use a completely different metric like joy. How much fun can you have in a race? Maybe you choose a race with beautiful scenery instead of fast and flat. Maybe you decide you are going to high five every little kid waving a sign, cheering you on. Find something you can do to cultivate joy in your racing. And next time, see if you can find even more. Thank you for listening to The Planted Runner or watching it on YouTube. Don't forget, you can win a copy of my book for leaving an Apple podcast review. So be sure to write yours right after your run today. Reviews are the number one way to boost this show's reach. And it's a great way to tell me what you'd like to hear next, because I read every single one. Have a great run today. there is no hood like parenthood when you meet a fellow parent you just kind of get each other on a whole nother level hi i'm kanika Chanda gupta i'm a former cnn journalist mom of three including twins and host of that Total mom sense the podcast i interview change makers on their life lessons legacy and superpower of intuition